Research out of the Department of Anthropology at U of T, Mississauga, may have an explanation as to why you find yourself awake at night when the rest of the household is sleeping. David Sampson joins us on the line right now. He's an assistant professor of the department. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I find it really interesting because there's so many, you know, different uh, people put different spins on why we can't get to sleep. Maybe it's something we're eating. Maybe it's the fact that we're on our tablets or devices. Maybe it's the artificial light that is screwing up our sleeping Mm -hmm. patterns. You've done a little bit of uh, research with a tribe out of Tanzania, and you've discovered that there actually might be another reason why. Do tell. Yeah. So the group of people we worked with out of Tanzania were called the Hadza. They're uh, foraging group. They still hunt and gather for a vast majority of their resources. And so they're one of the best populations to work with when you're asking questions about perhaps um, human evolution, uh, particularly in the context of sleep, because one of the things we do in the West here that throws a wrench into the, into the entire system is we can go from temperature and light controlled room to temperature and light controlled room basically our entire lives if we so choose. Um, as we know in circadian biology, Light and temperature are one of the principal zeitgebers or one of the principal entrainment factors that actually influence when we are awake and when we go to sleep. So these people are exposed to these environments 24-7, which gives us a little bit of insight on how our ancestors would have slept in the past. And what did you learn from them them that can actually um, be translated to how we live now? Yeah, so the surprising thing that we found was that sleep was actually asynchronous, meaning it was really rare that everyone was asleep at the same time. In fact, if you look at the entire study, we had some 20 nights and uh, 33 subjects. And out of all this data, 13,000 minutes analyzed, only 18 of these minutes was everyone asleep at the same time. And so this is 0.01% of the entire data set. This was rather surprising to us. Um, And what we found was that after controlling for all these variables that may influence sleep, like the number of people sleeping in your hut or the temperature or the humidity, it was actually age that was driving this um, difference in whether or not you were awake in the morning or awake in the evening. And so this was one of the things that was the driving variables that allowed this sentinel-like behavior um, to be basically... Uh, characterize the entire group. Wait a minute. Are you saying that this is why older people uh, seem to, you know, wake earlier up, uh, earlier in the morning? We, we find that now, you know, you can't sleep as long. People say, oh, I don't sleep exactly. as long. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this is a completely natural. We've known this for quite some time mm. that there's a natural shift in your what we call chronotypes. So this is your propensity to be either a lark or an owl that is an evening person or a morning person. Um, And this changes throughout your lifespan on the individual level. So when you're a teenager, you're about as owlish or evening type chronotype as you're ever going to be in your life. And then when you um, are getting up there in years, you're going to be as early or larkish in your chronotype. And what this is, what this is showing is that, in fact, there may have been an adaptive reason Mm -hmm. um, uh, for this because on a group level, at least someone is awake at any given time if you're living in an environment that has real threats and real dangers. And you'd want the youngest, fittest, to be awake, uh, you know, at the earlier hours of the night, because I would imagine that was that would be when the threat is the most real, because, you know, things that, that could kill you hunt, uh, you know, when it's darkest. Sure, sure. And it does give also a, a really, you know, when those individuals really need to sleep, it also gives them the opportunity to sleep soundly and securely because... 
uh, the grandparents are taking a shift as well. You know what I found really interesting is this whole sentinel theory. Uh, I find it hard when I go to a hotel room to sleep, and I always think, oh, it's the light in the hallway. Is that what's waking me up? You actually have a – you've used this theory, and you're citing existing research to suggest that, no, uh, we don't sleep as well in a hotel room because our brains are working differently. Can you explain? Yeah, so so light is definitely a key driver, as we just talked about. But there is this phenomena called, um, basically, it's a, a new sleep environment phenomena, where if you are sleeping for the first time in a new environment, there's you're more likely to have what's described as unihemispheric sleep. Actually, a part of your brain is going to be more alert. It's it's sort of on yellow alert, letting your body and your your physiology know you're in an environment you're not very familiar with. So if there's anything new in the environment that could be a threat, we're going to wake you up extra quick. Um, and so this, there, this effect has been illustrated empirically in, in other studies, uh, but it does map on nicely to the evolutionary right. narrative as well. You would think that we've evolved enough by now to sleep well, through the night. I mean, what <laughs> threats are coming at night? We've got door, locks well, on our doors. So, Well, so that's the thing, right? This evolution takes uh, place over spans of, of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. So this is the hardware. What's happening is we, we call evolutionary mismatch. Our hardware is ancient. Right. Um, it's our it's our modern day social and technological context that's changing so rapidly our hardware can't keep can't keep up with it. Well I'm sure there are a lot of people now that are gonna have a valid excuse they can bring home to their spouse and say, I know I'm reading my iPad late into the night. Don't worry, I'm gonna wake up anyways. It's evolutionary. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> Have yourself a fantastic uh, weekend. I appreciate your time on the show. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Cheers. That's David Sampson. He is assistant professor at the Department of Anthropology at U of T in Mississauga.